You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Well, welcome to the Drawing Board. This is your host, Andre Ebron. And of course, what we talk about is family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. We are excited. First, let me say to all my uh, Mexicano, uh, my Latin people, to all of my Panamanian people, happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. I'll hit it one time for you. Tonight, I promised my wife, uh, I don't know much in Spanish, but I know this. Sonrisa bonita. Yes, yes, yes. That means you have a beautiful smile. I tried to learn the romantic part of it so I can come home and use that. Right, right. Tonight, I have the pleasure and the honor of introducing some powerful uh, women who are transforming the lives of young ladies across Metro Detroit. And they are known as GLAMs. And that stands for, it's an acronym for gorgeous ladies, aspiring and motivating. Ladies, welcome to the show. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. First of all, let me just address and kind of give some backstory about how I come to know these ladies. Uh, I am a dean of culture and climate for Detroit Public Schools Community District, and they serve our young ladies at Dawson Elementary Middle School. Let me just take a second and, and let the people know you ladies do a wonderful job at empowering our young ladies, uh, whether it's encouraging them, whether it's motivating them, whether it's causing them to aspire toward the greatness that is within them, whether it's providing the redirection that's needed in a moment of clarity, whether it's pulling some to the side and having individual conferences, whether it's driving them home because they need a ride after the mentoring session, whether it's getting off work early, showing up at the school, setting up a family style meal, you all do a wonderful job at impacting the young ladies' lives. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah, I just had to, well, I'll tip my hat to you, you know, tip my hat. We're in quarantine, so I haven't had a haircut. I'll keep that going. But yeah, so ladies, welcome to the show. I'll let give you guys a chance to introduce yourself. And then please tell me, what is the mission? Like, how did all of this begin? Because some of you all are family. Some of you all are close friends. I saw on the, uh, you guys looked up, like you guys were lined up as if you were a Greek organization. I know it's some AKAs in there. I said, oh, they got the ace in the front. They got the spell in the back. I said, who's Greek online? Somebody is online. (laughs) All right. So ladies, tell me about it. First of all, introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Rhonda Patton. Uh, I'm the founder of Glams, and um, the organization we founded in 2014. And uh, it was founded because, like you said, Mr. Ebron, in school, there are so many directions that you can go, so many roads that you can go down, and misconceptions, and just watching uh, reality TV. Yeah. now gives our young girls false hoods about themselves as well as um, just being a genuine African-American woman as well as being a good friend. My computer. And so we founded the organization because truly um, out there when we were growing up, it used to be a false uh, saying, saying women don't make good friends. But we absolutely do. But it starts from the very beginning, right? In schools, when you have cheerleaders or pomerettes or, you know, different diversities of women, and then you begin to get these clicks. Well, we thought, why don't we go one step further and come into schools and help uh, fight against uh, that, you know, and what they see on reality TV? Mm -hmm. So that's how we were founded, just knowing how to get back to the basics and love on one another and become genuine women. Oh, that's that's amazing. And uh, I have a lot of questions about what you share, but I want to give the other ladies a chance uh, to introduce themselves. 
My name Good is evening. Alicia. Oh, go Kira. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. My name is Elisa Sanders, and I'm the director of events. And um, I came in um, because Rhonda was doing something positive for young ladies, and I wanted to help do anything I can do for young ladies. So it was something great that she had her idea, and I said, if I can help. I want to jump in and do whatever I can do to help young ladies to know that um, everybody can be anything they want to be. You just have to work at it. And, um, and, and also giving back to them to know that they're important and know Mm -hmm. their value of who they are and where they can go, how they can be better and not be mean girls. Know Mm -hmm. that you are sisters. All of us, we together, we're, yeah. we're family. We go to school together. You should be able to help one another out. So that's what Rhonda was, you know, this is what she was trying to do. So I was more than happy to join um, the Glams. Oh, excellent. It was, it was an honor for me. Yes. And, it, <laughs> and, and Ms. Sanders, it seems like every time I see you are at the school, just your energy is like, what we yeah. doing with it? Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's, you know, say less. Let's do it. You know, yeah. we can do it. And I, I see every team needs that motivator. And uh, I, I, I love it because I've got a chance to see the dynamics of when uh, it's such a personal thing for, for you and Rhonda and the rest of the ladies. Uh, when I hear a young lady, she might be projecting where she's not as confident as she needs to be within herself. I watched the whole team. Your ears perk up like, girl, you can do this. You got this. And then what will happen is Ms. Saunders will come over there and be like, come on, we're getting ready to do it right now. Grab it, grab it, you know. And yeah. I, I love that. I love that because before someone pulls that greatness out of you, uh, if you don't have that affirmation on a daily basis, you don't yeah. know how great you actually are. Yeah. All right. I, so, I, I, I love those girls. They are wonderful. Oh, listen, and plus I can tell you will go to war for them, too. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, back in the day when I was growing up, uh, when we used to choose friends, we and it may not have been the best, uh, let's say, criteria to choose them, but we used to say, okay, we can't hang with anybody. If push came to shove and shove came to knock down, if you would not get involved in my fight, whether it was emotionally, physically, like, and you seem like that type of person – Listen, I'm 100% in or I'm 100% out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. so glad that you are 100% in. All right. And Thank we have you. another one of uh, the representative from Glam Zone. Yes. Good evening, everyone. My name is Carol, Carol McCombs, and I am uh, vice president of Glam's. And I tell you, we started this as a women's um, organization, you know, just you know, just um, destroying the myth that women, um, you know, can't be friends or, you know, we're so hard to get along with. And through that, we had different types of um, events. And it was really about pulling off your mask, you know, really understanding ourselves as women. And we saw the results of that. We saw the um, the engagement and, you know, how um, women really needed this, you know, and we're starting at, you know, our age. Um, and the more we talked about it, the more we recognized that we really needed to start at a younger age. And so we wanted to go get into the schools, you know, and um, we Dawson gave us the opportunity um, to do that. And for me, um, without mentors, I wouldn't be who I am um, today. So just being able to give back, you know, to our women's circle, um, and to um, our youth as well. And I mean, I know that they learn a lot from us, but we've also uh, learned a lot from them as well, you know, and to be able to embrace them and, you know, talk about their unique, you know, capabilities and um, the fact that they're not limited. You know, when we first went into the school, um, we knew we had our hands full, but it was such an emotional challenge that, you know, we knew that once we um, were there, that there was no stopping us. And so, you know, I, I, I'm not in the school as much as I um, used to be because of, you know, my work um, schedule, but I hear all of the 
um, great reviews and um, how excited the, the girls are, how excited the school, you know, the school is and the glams, you know, they, they have nothing but, you know, positive things to discuss. And we're always talking about, you know, how we, you know, make it better, you know, and it's really giving of ourselves and our time that we get the most um, enjoyment and fulfillment um, out of. Absolutely. And Ms. McCombs, you are the logistics person, aren't you? You are more or less like order, structure, discipline, get it together. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, right? Like why, everybody, why, why like, hey, listen, we that? need to empower these girls. We need to make it happen. You're like, now let's hold just a second. Let's make sure we, let's make sure we do it so that it's sustainable. We can't exhaust all of our resources on this one event. We need to make sure that we have multiple fundraisers around this time. Right? That's you, right? That is her. Right. So what I know about Miss Rhonda, Miss Rhonda is so unique at like you are great at like engendering relationships. Like you are a relationship builder. Like you will go in and you will break the ice. That's what I love. Like Miss Rhonda will come in. Hi, yes, we are the glams and we are here. We're going and she so calmly says it. We're going listen, we're going to change the world. We're going to transform these young ladies' lives. And this is what we're going to need from you. Okay, I remember sitting sitting in a meeting and uh, we were increasing, talking about increasing the attendance uh, for the young ladies at Glam's. And I I love it because um, there's a movement across the nation about saying that the future is female, right? Entrepreneurship, the opportunities, the glass ceilings are breaking. Uh, You all are in that trend of... um, uh, demystifying the whole thing about, you know, young ladies working together or women collaborating, you know, mm-hmm. clean and adjust your crown, make sure that you're good. And I remember Rhonda came into the meeting now. I, hey, listen, you're going to need to get about these many more girls in this. <laughs> and so, you know, what, what, uh, what Kurt is good, Mr. Brown is good at, he's good at delegating. So he said, uh, Mr. Brown? <laughs> and, uh, you know what does my heart good? This will be like my first time sharing this with you all here live is that I have had young ladies come into my office and talk to me about how powerful Glam's has been in helping them to transform and change their lives. Uh, I have had them come in there for some behavioral things. Now, of course, I'm going to leverage where there's influence, right? So I said, you know, what are they teaching you in Glam's? I said, what's going on with your vision board? Break that Now, break that down for me. Everybody's doing different vision boards, but why did you all feel like it was important that within the context of your mentoring program, why did the young ladies do vision boards? Well, um, actually, this year, they did a Dear Me letter, which led into the vision boards okay. because we thought the Dear Me letter would allow them to write about themselves to themselves and then there gave us a basis for a vision board right the bible talks about a man without a vision will perish so that's where the basis comes from for us is and we we get to know them better we get to know their goals and it helps us to be more structured and so each mentor has about three girls and so it helps us uh, engage and keep them on track with their career goals, aspirations, what high schools, what opportunities are there for the girls. And Elisa can speak on it because she's really gotten um, some influential people to come and help out Glams as well as the young girls. I mean, they have been invited to some amazing events. So I'll let you take that, Elisa. Okay, so... Um, for um, the Black History Month, um, we decided um, to try to do something different than um, doing history on like what's in our history books. So we decided to bring um, Black History Month to Dawson for the women um, here in Michigan, in Detroit right yeah. here in their back door to show them that um, that they can make history as well. And be, and they could be talked about in, in, in at Black History Month. So we bought um, a, a, a young black rapper to the school. 
Right. And, and um, we bought a young, a young lady who um, raised money for a school over in Africa. Yes. Her and her mom came. So that was um, Elise Ferguson and Dr. Ferguson. And the rapper was um, Rocky B. And so Elise and we bought a young lady for Rye with Elise to um, talk about Africa. That's where Farai is from. And Elise, at the age of 18, went and raised money on the GoFundMe page to build a school. And the school is, is built. And um, we've taken the girls to um, um, Teen Talk um, with, with um, what, is, what is Manito's group called, Rhonda? Glasshouse Girls. Glasshouse Girls, where it's different events where you get to talk about um, things that happen to you, where it affect affect the young girls. And they went, we took them to that, and they invited some of the Dawson young ladies back to actually be on on the pod for the Glasshouse, where they spoke. Um, we've done, um, we've done, put some respect on it teaching them how to be respectful, what it is to be respectful. Um, We did um, self-care, teaching them, you know, how to take care of themselves and hygiene. And um, we bought uh, ladies in that has a painting um, where they did paintings. Um, Yeah, paint without a twist, right? Yeah. (laughs) And and we've we've done teas with them. We we they they've um, learned how to um, dress a table, the etiquette part of it, and they dressed up for a tea party and made you know just different things with them, and um, it's it's just been amazing to see to see them and Delta. I'm sorry, yeah, Delta Airlines. They they went to the airlines. They they've done some amazing things, and just to see that. Um, like they know that they can do anything and travel the world. So that's what we, that's what we, at Glam's, that's what we done for them. So we made them a passport. Okay. And every month we're in a different country and we eat that food for that country. And um, we discuss it. They have to know about it. And, and they win prizes. The more that they know, they, they win money. And um, they get to buy something or the person that wins the most money gets um gets a, a a prize so they work hard to like they they have to study they have to know these things when we bring someone in to speak with them they have to remember a lot of things so actually they should remember everything about it because the next time we see them we go over and ask them who what who who did we bring what did they talk about you know what what city you know what country were we in different things so it's really amazing that they're they're working hard to 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 make sure that they're happy and they they seem to be coming together and understanding that that they're they're just not classmates they're more than classmates mm-hmm. and yeah. and that's, that's really important it is so i mean i'm just going to let you know i was paying attention even while i was sitting in my office trying to get some work done i remember when uh, rocky b came and she shared with them transparently uh, her story and yes. she was motivating them and encouraging them. And I, I love uh, the how authentic it was. Mm-hmm. So it's not just people coming and sharing about the glitz, the glam, mm-hmm. uh, their success, but sharing the process. And yes. that's what I, I love about your program is because it gets young ladies started on the process of self-discovery. Yes. So like mentoring, you know, some people come in and they built these huge programs and it's just about like, disseminating information. Are we going to get these kids all this information? But I love it because you were, you all work with the young ladies starting where they are. Mm-hmm. And then you expose them to other things, such as like when Rocky B was sharing about her trials, tribulations and how she over was able to overcome that. Uh, how Farai, who, you know, uh, is overseeing like something that's similar to um, like Uber, but over in Africa mm-hmm. and how successful she was. How you all brought the balance between a young lady that was from Africa who was impacting the United States and a mm-hmm. young lady from the United States 
who was impacting Africa and the balance of that. You know, I, I could tell there was some intentionality behind it. And it was hugely impactful uh, to watch the young lady who was 18. And I think now she might be 25 or something. Yeah. Uh, but she was 18 years old and raised $10,000 to start a school in Africa. Yeah. And that young lady was sitting in the midst of them and realizing that some of them are, are 12, 13, 14. And that that young lady was only four years older than what they currently are and was able to open up a school for children in Africa. Yeah. And not only open it up, but she had a chance to go visit. Yeah. That that was, and to watch her, you know, the emotion that overcame her. Yeah, I was I was uh, ear hustling and I was passionate. <laughs> <laughs> right. You 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 yeah. were because you you you, know, you said everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so because uh I'm be well to be honest, like I'm a I'm a steward, you know, over these young ladies and I'm watching yeah. and I'm listening and mm-hmm. uh because what it allows me to do in developing, you know, greater relationship with my scholars, our scholars, is to talk about things that are relatively important to them. And I watch you all do that. The first five, 10 minutes, you guys are checking in. How are you doing? How's your family doing? Did you talk to your mom? Am I taking you home? You know, like, and you all genuinely, you know, genuinely care for the young ladies. I was talking to Rhonda on the phone and uh, I was telling, talking about how, I love mentoring programs. I love grassroots efforts. Uh, and I love mentoring programs that start with a zero budget. I love it because, <laughs> I, and listen, and you grow and you get the grants and you do the fundraising, that, like that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But when you start with that zero budget, like the motive, the intent is so pure mm-hmm. that it's so real that when the money comes in, it only empowers your motive of love. Yeah. I love it. So, so I have a question. And here's my question. Out of all the years that you've been mentoring since 2014, take me to one moment with one young lady, each person share that not only you were able to have an impact on their life, but give me one moment where it grossly impacted you and it helped to change your life as well. Uh, well, for me, um, the young girls have graduated from Dawson already. And their father had passed away and uh, they didn't have any clothes to wear to the funeral. And so they called one of the mentors, Trina, and was explaining to her that their father just passed away. They might not be coming to school and um, that they were really struggling uh, to get something to wear for the funeral. And Trina reached out to all of the glams. We all got our money together. Me and Trina went over there. We met the mom. We gave our condolences. We asked permission to take the young girls to Fairlane Mall to Forever 21. We got them their whole, in, you know, their whole um, outfits, shoes, everything, um, and even gave money to get their hair done and everything. And it just humbled me that we could do something that we could. Just, you know, touch someone else's life because for all of our board members, it's never been about us. It's always about our community and what we can do to make a difference um, in our community. And I mean, that was just heart wrenching for us. I mean, some of us was at work and when we heard that some of us broke down, it was like, what can we do? You know, and we've been so blessed that we have our friends and family. They'd be like, well, now what's the glams going to do now? What y'all need? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just been so blessed. And we just want, it's, it's about the community. We all grew up, you know, it takes a village. And so I was instilled with that with my dad. He was a school teacher and he was over all the activity centers. So I guess that somewhat is inside me, you know, just, I've just always wanted to do something for the youth. That's excellent. For me, it was when we took them to that team talk. Um, the first team talk. And to see the young ladies, they were like, they I I have never seen them like open up. Mm-hmm. Once we took them to that team talk, they all had something to say. Um, each of us shared our ride with them because we were in cars. And I had three or four young ladies in, in the car with me. 
and um, Rhonda had young ladies in Carver. We all had young ladies, and they all had a story. So when mm-hmm. we got back with them, they all wanted they wanted to do that. They wanted to talk and tell their stories, and and their stories are so like they're so they're powerful. different. They're very powerful, and powerful. so I mean they're so powerful. All of those young ladies have a story, and it made them who they are right now today. So now when you sit with them, you understand each one of them. And, and it's so touching that like, um, it was just so, it just made us feel so good because it was heartbreaking because we was like, wow, now we see who they are. All the years we didn't, we just seen the girls. We just seen them. And if I can say something, Go ahead. What would have took us six months happened that night? What would have took us six months to get to? We got that night. We cried together. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 it was barriers broken, trust yes. opened up, stuff yep. that we never knew, you know, that's confidential that the girls go through, you know. So it yep. takes a long time to win their trust. That's, that's the number one thing. We have yep. to win their trust. And they they see now it's just not them. It's other little girls going through being bullied, being talked about. It just broke. It was amazing. Sorry, yeah, that, was, that, that. That, yeah, that was that was that was the that was that brought everything to why that that's why mentors is possible and that's why they need them that was like it it, like right now i I want to cry it was it was i'm telling you that was so i mean it was so heartbreaking and but not heartbreaking in a bad way healing heartbreaking yes healing and and to for those girls to now now they they talk to us and and they're not ashamed Mm -hmm. to say anything to us now they'll come and tell us anything now just because (laughs) They know that we really, truly love them love and care them. for them. And yeah. so th- that, for me, that's what made what we do mean everything. Make me want to work that much harder for them. So that's, that, that's mine. <laughs> All right, Ms. Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Well, for, for me, I think um, it's really when we were doing the vision boards and um, this one young lady she got frustrated, you know, with the vision boards and came over there one, you know, one week, you know, it was, you know, just a few things. And then the following week, you know, there were a bunch of guns on her vision board. I mean, all different types of guns. And it, it scared me. You know, I was taken aback because I really didn't know how to really approach the situation. So I said, well, you know, what, you know, what does this symbolize? Are you looking to go into law enforcement, you know, I was just trying to, are you looking to go into the armed forces? The, you know, what is it that you're, you know, and she was like, no, you know, I just don't know what you guys want. And so I just, you know, did, you know, did this. So I sat down and, you know, we, I talked with her, you know, to see, you know, really where she was at. And so we, we started changing some things because I sat down and just gave her my undivided attention. Um, and we just sat down, we, we looked at some things. I talked to her about what she wanted to do. How about looking at some affirmations? You know, her skin, you know, was beautiful, you know, like put, let's do some powerful, you know, and positive affirmations, things. We wrote down some things that she could say daily, you know, to herself, because I didn't know at that point if, if she was actually scared, mm-hmm. if something was really going on you know, with her or within, you know, the, the family, you know, dynamics or whatever, I didn't know. And that just made me realize, you know, that they really need, you know, the, the, uh, they need the outlet, they need the outlet to be able to express, you know, they need the outlet, you know, to know that somebody is listening and that somebody truly um, cares in the vision boards, you know, were one of our ways of really trying to get to know them or to see where they were, especially in the beginning of the school year. Um, because we had some new ones coming in and then, you know, we had ones that had come, you know, from, you know, previous years, but that was really a um, pivotal moment for me because it defined, you know, what we were working with and that we had to be gentle and that we had to, you know, really be attentive, you know, in those moments where, you know, sometimes you, you know, we, we get busy with making sure we're staying within the allotted time or, you know, keeping, making sure that they're, their attention is there. 
Um, but it was, it really, you know, it was, it was, a um, one of those aha moments for me where I, you know, I recognized that, you know what, this is real, you know, this is real. And what we're doing, you know, makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in, you know, so many uh, people's lives, including, including my own, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I have close relationship with, you know, my kids, but just to talk to them about things that, you know, they make you think, you know, everything, you know, and, and there are times when you don't, you know, and just being able to, you know, throw those things out there, you know, and you be a little bit more open and, and receptive, you know, to hearing and identifying and, you know, sharing. Yeah, I think that uh, listening to you, the three of you share those stories, like three powerful words uh, come from uh, you all sharing that. Um, number one, when I listen to Rhonda's story, Miss Rhonda's story, I think about the word trust when you're talking mm-hmm. about mentorship. Uh, you can never stop trying to win a young person's trust. There's a quote that says that children who need the most love ask for it in the most unloving ways sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I got a chance to listen to Miss Alyssa's story, uh, Lisa's story, uh, she talked about vulnerability and how in what in one moment of exchange of you being vulnerable or putting being put in a situation when someone else is willing to be vulnerable, it will provoke an environment that's safe for you then to in turn to reciprocate and you can be vulnerable. Because what I have found with this podcast is that everybody is looking to tell their story. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not only are they looking to tell their story. There are so many powerful elements within their story that can assist, aid, and help someone else overcome their current challenges. Mm -hmm. Ms. Rhonda, you talked about the word of God, and the word of God says, for we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And so those testimonies are powerful. And then lastly, uh, what what, uh, Ms. Carol was sharing was the power of giving someone your undivided Mm -hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the, one of the huge things going into fatherhood for me, especially because my first child is my baby girl. You know, uh, my pride <laughs> and joy. I said, Lord, I'm gonna give her so much attention that she's not gonna need no attention from no. <laughs> my son, he was cracking jokes uh, today. We were in the car, or yesterday we were in the car, and he said, "Daddy, I feel so sorry when Christian has to go to prom." You're probably going to show up like bad boys. I said, yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) But no, uh, those three elements are so huge. Uh, Trust. Yes. yes. Vulnerability and attention. Mm -hmm. And um, here's something that I I like to give all my guests a challenge. And I never know when that challenge is going to come up. But I would love, and of course, you guys get the logistics together, Miss Carol. Uh, you know, <laughs> passionately push it forward, Miss Alisa, and then Miss Rhonda, you you spearhead and get it all together. Is if you all were able to create some type of book uh, from the stories, you know, of course it be it be anonymous, but from all of the work that you all are doing to kind of uh, canonize uh, the work that you're doing into a book that talks about that. So then, when you get ready to go from year to year. Uh, at Dawson or whatever schools, or when you guys are put on a national platform or international platform, Mm -hmm. you'll have stories that you can share from like um, the young ladies that, you know, lost their father. Mm -hmm. What immediately came to mind for me is, and here's the question I have for you is how important is mentoring going to be post COVID-19? That's what, right. And it's going to look different. So that's what we're, we have board meetings twice a month. And so that's what uh, us three have been talking about. It's like, wow, we got to come up with, you know, some diversity here and how we maneuver and mentor the young girls after COVID-19. Yeah, we're working hard at that because you are correct. We're thinking about doing virtual, you know, even if we come into the school, Like maybe the other days we do a virtual, just, you know, like a group, each mentor has three mentees and be able to do like a virtual mentoring as well. 
that's yeah, that's that's going to be hugely important. Mm-hmm. And I think that you guys already have like the uh, like the programmatic pieces already set up. So when you're talking about uh, etiquette, you know what yeah. is it, you know what does it mean to be able to sit at a table when you have thirty million forks and knowing which one is the right one, you know. Yeah. And uh, we've all uh, if if you didn't undergo etiquette training, uh, we've you've all been we've all been in a position where you end up your gift end up taking you to an environment that you haven't been prepared for. Mm-hmm. And so you start modeling those, you know, that are around you. Like, okay, what is that? Okay. Is that, the, is that the dessert fork or is that right. spoon? Uh, is that, is that a napkin or is that butter? What's going on? <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and not being ashamed to learn the process. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something that we, that we do for our young people that you all do is that we create an environment where it's okay to grow, where it's okay Uh to make mistakes, Uh where it's okay to not know because so many places in Uh our lives from our homes to the streets, uh, there's expectation that we know what to do already. Uh And so we'll fake like we know uh, so that others don't think that we're weak or that we're vulnerable. But I've watched young ladies go in Miss Rhonda, I, what to do? You say, hold on, wait a minute. We got somebody presenting right now. Give the presenter your full attention. And so in the middle of it, uh, your environment is so welcoming and so warm that they feel empowered to share their voice. Yes. How important is that as young, as, you know, adult women, uh, consummate professionals, how important is it to teach a young lady how to use their voice? That's that's very important. It's it's important because you want to be heard, not just seeing how you look. You want people to know that this is who I am. This is how I look. And either you like it or you don't. It's not going to make me no difference because I'm still striving to be number one and the best at whatever it is I'm doing. So your voice is important. You want to be heard and you want people to understand that what you your your what you say and how you feel is real let me ask you a question how do you let me phrase it in this way how do you teach a young lady to value her own voice amidst all of the clutter that's trying to dictate to her who she should be how do we teach them how to value their own voice that's part of what we were um that's part of what we were um teaching them when we have them uh, know about respect, you know, your worth, you know, what, how to respect, how to be respectful and how to, um, how to know who you are. So you're, so, so we're, that's what we're trying to instill in the young lady, how to be a friend, know that you can get along with other women. Like Rhonda said, people think that women can't be friends. So what we're teaching them is, is know your worth. You know who you are. You know what you're going to accept. You're not going to accept this. We're teaching them, um, trying to start feeling them the importance of knowing who you are, knowing how important you are. That That's the key with the Dear Me letters, that we get to know them. Who are you first? And then when you realize who you are, you could take pride in who you are and then you can get some direction. So we do have life application skills that we teach them. And so it's different models that we do, different letters, different puzzles to try to incorporate who they are, like the vision board. And and as for me, um, it took me into my late 40s to really realize Wow, this is my vision. This is really what I want to do. And nobody's going to take it from me because you got people saying, oh, no, that's never going to work. That's never going. But you have to build some type of confidence inside yourself and listen to your inner self, even though people say no. And I never used to talk. I was shy. Carol even had to call if I wanted information. I would call Carol. At 14 years old, say, can you call information? I can't call. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, it took me to 40 some years old to really identify and be confident in who I who I am. And so we help them try and learn first who they are 
and take mm-hmm. pride in who they are and their environment. You don't have to be embarrassed. That's your story. That's, That's right. your blessing. You can turn that into a blessing. So just turn it around and we just help nudge them, you know, give them encouraging words, have different people come in. Uh, it's really good to apply life application skills, our stories, you know, because a lot of them, like Rocky B, when she told her story, she was vulnerable. She, I mean, I was even sitting there like, oh my God, is she really saying this? This is the those young girls' lives. It's somebody's life that is going to attach and say, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. I don't have to be embarrassed of it. I can get through this. And, and and what I liked about Rocky B was when she told them, you don't your plan A, your plan B, your plan C, your plan C is your plan A. That's you don't right. never make a plan A, plan C, plan B. Whatever your plan A is, that's your A, B, and C. You make it happen. She said she t- I I really that really stuck with me when she was telling those young ladies that you don't have to change because somebody else wants you to change. You might have to do something to make your plan A happen. So if you say you want to be a nurse, but you got to work at Burger King to get, to go to to help pay for your schooling, then you go work at Burger King to make your plan A happen. So for me, that was something very powerful that she told those young ladies that stuck with me, that helps them to apply themselves to know who they are. Because those little girls, we can brought in anybody we wanted to bring in but her and the young lady that was 21 years that's 21 now that that built the school at least those two young ladies um the girls had something to say about them because they were like you said four years ago that lady was there four years younger than she was and opened up a school if she can do something (laughs) great like that i can do something great like that so that what what we're doing is giving them a voice to show them they can be anybody and they don't have to settle for anything and know who they are because those ladies gave them those words of encouragement to to say this is what I want and don't let nobody disrespect you know your voice and speak your word your truth no matter how old you are you still have feelings and your feelings count matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also think too that you know that's just um, that's something that's ever evolving. You know, we talk about um, effective um, communication, and um, we do um, circles. There are circles that are done so that the girls have an opportunity to talk about things, and so even in that, we practice that um, that every girl you know needs to be heard, and you know, just offering you know different forms of. Um, you know, getting the girls to offer their feedback and just guiding them too in their responses and, you know, how they feel and why they would feel the way that they do. So I think it's just ever, it's always going to be evolving um, because it's so important that as uh, women or people in general that, you know, you want to be heard but and just teaching them, you know, the, the importance of effective communication and being able to say things without being harsh or being rude um, to one another. So I know that in the workshop, you know, that's something that um, we're always dealing with because the girls are, you know, they can be very transparent, you know, they can be very um, mean sometimes, but they're just trying to, you know, express themselves. And so just trying to steer them in the direction that, you know, they're heard. And we've even, you know, even in the workshop, we've seen where girls didn't like themselves. And by the end of that workshop, they were friends mm-hmm. and they were able to talk to one another. They were sitting together and communicating and looking out for one another. So, you know, like I say, it's just, it's ever evolving. You know, I wish there was, you know, just one thing that we, we did, we, you know, that we did it. It's just a multitude of things that we continue to do, you know, to, to steer them, you know, in the direction that allows them to be heard in a positive um, way. Absolutely. Uh, Communication skills are Mm -hmm. so essential to success. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the things that I work on uh, with the youth is that I let them know that I'm already listening. So when you feel that somebody's already listening, you don't have to come in loud. You don't have to come in screaming. You don't have to fight fight to be uh, heard. 
because I'm already listening. Mm-hmm. And when you posture, uh, and I know that we've all done it before, I know we have, is you you getting ready to go handle some business and maybe it hasn't gone as it should have. And so you you prepare yourself and you go in and you you put on your business voice or or whatever, right. or you go in and, and you're preparing for the fight. But if you go in understanding that, hey, my voice already carries a certain weight and power, and really my ability to choose to or not to is going to dictate what happens. So mm-hmm. I don't have to verbally get in a verbal altercation with you. This doesn't have to escalate. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion, and I'm entitled to mine. And so if we cannot coalesce to some type of agreement, then we'll respectfully disagree in part ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that takes a, le- a certain level of maturity. That takes yeah. uh, teaching and training. And that's what you all are doing on a, a weekly, biweekly basis. Now, let me ask, because we've talked about some of the amazing things that you all are doing. If someone wanted to help, if someone wanted to get in touch, uh, where can they get in touch with you? Right now, they can um, instant message us on Instagram and we'll get in touch with them. Or they can email glamsinfo at gmail.com. Right now, um, we are in the process of getting our web page up. So once that gets up and going, we'll also post that on Instagram and Facebook through our individual. And uh, we'll have some social media um, blast out there once we get that up and going. But until then, glamsinfo at gmail.com. And on Instagram, it's underscore g.l.a.m.s. Gorgeous ladies aspiring to motivate success. All right. Hey, that's good stuff. Good stuff. That is great. And so, um, you know, last and final thoughts. When you all are thinking about uh, mentoring and you're thinking about your legacy, uh, I still want to follow up on that challenge that I issued. We're going to get that done 2020, 2021. Okay. All right. All right. Here's what I I envision. And, you know, just let me know uh, how you all see it. Uh, Ms. Carol, give us the logistics. Uh, Ms. Rhonda, help us, you know, spearhead it. Ms. Elisa, you know, I need that passion. I need you to call on, uh, you know, everybody you know. Is, okay. You think about how powerful it would be for us to galvanize all of the young ladies that have gone through your program at mm-hmm. Dawson and mm-hmm. having, you know, a day with glams. And we lay it out. I mean, and uh, for those who you know who are more comfortable sharing their story, and uh, really just giving you all an opportunity to uh, catalog that success and giving the opportunity for the young ladies who will enroll, you know, for that year to hear about the impact of your program. Mm-hmm. Somewhat of like a, an open house, but it yeah. will be, you know, more powerful. It's not just there to collect information. It will be, you know, a day of tears and hugs, a day of empowerment and going to the next level. and. Uh, you know, I would love to see how, like, the, the gradation of how you all would scaffold, you know, the, the next tiers of success for the program. So I'm excited about that. And uh, as we close, get ready to close out, I would love for you all to share from me. Uh, it is Teacher Appreciation Week. Okay? All so right. You to, everybody has that one teacher or powerful teacher or teachers that impacted and shaped your life. And so I want you all to just talk about the power of having good teachers in your lives. And name that teacher, whoever he or she is. Well, I was uh, had a teacher. Uh, her name was Miss Jackson. And I was in the ninth grade, and Miss Jackson was a beast. She was not there to be your friend or anything. She was she was just on point. So she didn't care about hurting your feelings or anyway. I felt somewhat defeated sometimes until I went to parent-teacher conference with my dad. And she really opened up, you know, how she really felt about uh, the children at Cooley. And I mean, one day one of my friends came in and that's when glasses were out. But they were first came out with... Um, like the tinted glasses when you come inside from outside. 
Oh, yeah, the transitions. Oh, my gosh. She went off on that girl. Take your sunglasses off. You cannot wear sunglasses in here. But she was so hard. But after I took that class, I was smooth selling through the rest of my English classes. And I appreciate it. I did not appreciate it then or understood it. But when I went on to the next level, grade, and because she was so hard and strict and disciplined with me, I was able to just go through the other classes, smooth selling. All right. Well, listen, shout out to Miss Jackson, her family, her descendants, everybody, for those hard-nosed teachers that you do not appreciate at the moment, but they set you up for success. All they right. Yeah. And I can hear Miss Jackson now. I am not here to be your friend. I am here to prepare you for success. You can have an attitude with me if you want to, but I just bet not see you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, it, share, please share. Well, mine was Mr. Braggs, and that, okay. was at, that was at Bow, and I was in the fourth grade, and he was my science teacher. And so we all, we were, we were really bad in fourth grade. So, <laughs> so we were like, uh, when we were doing, pro, you know, like it was little testers that you would do. And so we had to, you could take home the little guinea pigs or something. You know, for for your so me and one of the other girls traded off what we <laughs> took care of, and you know you had to come back and uh, tell about your care. And so he let each of us tell what we did, but he so whenever we done, he was like, "Well, um, how did you end up with this pet? Because you were supposed to have that pet." He let you know, let us do our whole thing, and he said. That you this this is unacceptable. You can't just do what you want to do because you sign something out. You have to be responsible for what you had. It's not what you want to change it for because you didn't like that after you got outside or whatever the whatever it was. But he made us be know that you can't make decisions, change it up because I signed out this. What if that pet would have died because she took it because. He gave each of us our instructions on how to care for that. So I'm giving fourth a fourth grader giving her the instructions that they gave me. What if I gave you wrong? So that's what he was. So I got out of that. You have to be respectful when when you're given an assignment. It's yours. What what you have to take care of. That's what you have to take care of. You can't change it because you just want to change it. So for me, that was a a lesson for me. So now I am a stickler on, I like things a certain way. I'm a planner. I plan it. I don't want it to go nothing different. Yeah, Miss Elisa, you was making deals back in fourth grade, huh? <laughs> hey, listen, no, I'm not taking care of this guinea pig. You take this. I think that you, you seem better suited for the guinea pig, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My mama said we're not bringing nothing that even looked like a rat in this house. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. so out of that I just learned you know that's how I am I'm a straight like business so I believe I, but but see how you say about Carol so this is what I'll be doing when we're doing things for Glam I'll be like listen uh, Ron tell Carol to do this for me you know <laughs> you know Carol breaks it down just the way it's supposed to be you know how you say no we're not going to do that so for me doing that in school and with the girl the ladies the glams we all it's like we're like the little kids that i get something from each and every one of the girls. they inspire me to be a better me mm-hmm. on every level so yeah. what i got taught from school they bring it back to me like they're my teachers so it's so powerful what you learn through in these group of ladies that we have. I just wanted to put that out there before you got off of me about <laughs> Oh no, listen, that's good. You listen, you you still making deals. You like I, I, no before you pass me, let me make sure I get this point in right here. Point right in, here. Yeah. No, but what's good though is that that's what sisterhood does. Yeah. Uh, sisterhood, sisterhood, or relationship, a powerful relationship does two things. Number one, it holds you accountable to your greatness. And number two, it supports you along your process of growth. Yeah. And so even though you all are there serving 
you know, the young ladies and helping them to grow, you all are still growing closer together as women mm-hmm. and holding each other accountable. And holding somebody accountable is not always a pleasant process. Mm-hmm. But what it does allow is it produces, it produces growth. Yeah. yeah. So, Miss Carol, you got to tell me about this teacher because you're you're an accountant, right? No. <laughs> no? Okay. What do you do, Miss Carol? I am in uh, I am in the mortgage industry. Um, okay. And I, I, yes, I, I knew mortgage. it was with some numbers, though. I knew, <laughs> had, I knew it had to do with numbers. I said, yeah, listen, but no, Carol, tell me about your, your educational experience, your teacher. Um, the, the one teacher that um, I always think about is um, her name was uh, Mrs. Brown, and she was a chemistry teacher. And she she didn't play. She didn't play. And the the students knew it. So I ended up having her in the 10th yeah, in the 10th grade. And one of the things, you know, everyone was, again, you know, kind of fearful because she, you know, she would flunk you. She would do this. But it wasn't that she just always wanted the best and she wanted the best out of you. And so she gained the respect of all of her students for that reason. You couldn't be late. Everyone always rushed to get there, you know, because they wanted to be on time. Because if you weren't on, on time, you didn't get in the class, you know. So it was just, you know, I love the fact that and not that all teachers didn't, but she really instilled that, you know, that she wanted the best out of you. And that's what she always looked for. So that's the teacher that, you know, most influenced me. And and what I love about all of the teachers that you all share is that they held a standard of excellence that you Mm -hmm. all had to come up Mm -hmm. and they, Mm -hmm. and they pushed you and they encouraged you and they motivated you Mm -hmm. and they held you to that standard of excellence. Like no matter, you could try to make deals. Uh, you cannot like the fact that she was being tough. Uh, if you show up late, you didn't get in because they were preparing you for life. Yes. life here's what I've learned about life. Life does not negotiate its expectations. Right. You either do it or you don't. Yeah. You either have it or you don't. And, uh, and I, it's great to have teachers like that. And sometimes you can only appreciate them in retrospect. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I think that uh, I put a quote out there yesterday. Uh, you know, Nelson Mandela's quote about how education is the great equalizer, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, if education is the great equalizer, then how important are teachers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. We yes. are shaping and serving four generations at one time. Mm-hmm. Grandparents raising grandchildren, yeah. parents that are raising their children, the actual current children that we are serving, and then the quality of service that we provide to those children will shape and impact the next generation of children. Yeah. So listen, our time is far spent. I'm sure Dave is going to be coming on here soon saying, Ebron, wrap it up. But <laughs> I do want to give uh, a chance for you all to share one more time. If someone wants to get in touch with this awesome program and these wonderful group of, of ladies, or I should say this gorgeous group of ladies that are inspiring and motivating success, how can they do so? Uh, they can email us at glamsinfo at gmail.com or contact us and message us on Instagram at underscore g.l.a.m.s. Awesome, awesome. Thank you all for coming on. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to give a moment and a shout out to our sponsors, Ebron and Associates, a consultancy where they consult, develop, and support personal, professional, organizational transformation. Also, the drawing board, the book, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. And then I also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Viger Group. The Viger Group is uh, their mission is to build lucrative business investments in the areas of industry in which they are passionate. The Viger Group must continue to be synonymous with both innovation and creativity. Their products and services are a living testament to their management team, and therefore they take great pride in their work. Here are their five priorities number one, be creative and innovative. Number two, aim for product excellence. Number three, bolster the image of brands with passionate determination. Number four, act as entrepreneurs. And number five, strive to be the best in all they do. You can check out their website 
at the Viger Group, the B-I-G-O-R-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Again, this is the Drawing Board Nation, and we are so glad to have Glams on here. I say it always. Your future is not behind you. It is not before you. It is within you. And I'm Andre Ebron. God bless and peace. Thank you, Mr. Ebron. You're welcome. Thank you all.